0: welcome to the modern jewish girl podcast i am jenna lawyer by training writer and teacher by choice originally from new york i am a proud wife and mother living in los angeles join me as we delve into the holy torah's teachings and apply them to our lives i keep it short and sweet but always deep welcome Hi everyone, welcome back. So we're seeing a rise in anti-Semitism, and without getting into the politics, I really wanted to address the deeper spiritual reason behind it. I've spent some time studying anti-Semitism, and it's really logically inconsistent. You can't really make sense of it. When I was at Penn Law, I studied with a professor named Harry Reicher, who was a very special man. He passed away unfortunately, but he taught a class called Law and the Holocaust, and we studied the Nuremberg laws which were promulgated under Hitler to um, you know, to start limiting the Jews participation in society. And if you study these laws, it's very interesting because on the one hand, there's this fear of Jews dominating the world. And so we were banned from, you know, practically all professions and, and any sort of property ownership and things like that. Yet, on the other hand, there was, there was this idea that the Jews were so inferior, that we were actually a lesser race. And so people couldn't, you know, non-Jews couldn't intermarry with us and things of that, of that sort. So it's really bizarre. It's like, we're inferior, yet we're strong enough to dominate the world. (laughs) Um, You know, today we see that people don't Certain cultures don't want us part of their society, yet we shouldn't have our own state. You know, people don't want us to be too different, but when we try to assimilate, we're still despised. So spiritually, what's going on here? So Rabbi Tiengris Zatzal passed away in August 2016, and right when I heard she passed away, I went onto her organization's website, Hineni, which means Here I Am. It was what Abraham said to God when he first encountered him. And I went on to see what she wrote right before she died. What was her last kind of message to the world? And her article was so prophetic that it actually gave me chills. It was entitled, I'm Afraid. And I find that it really applies even more today. And I'm going to read an excerpt from it. She wrote, I'm afraid. I smell the noxious fumes of pre-Hitler Europe. But it wasn't the anti-Semites that, that wrote, Grass feared. Listen, listen to what she says. She says, what I do fear is our own people. Yes, our own people, who have forgotten who we are, who no longer remember that we Jews stood at Sinai, that we heard the voice of God, that we belong to a priestly kingdom, a holy nation, and that everything that befalls us is choreographed by Hashem and is a reflection of our own deeds, our own hands. We have shed our priestly garments and no longer recognize ourselves. She continues, Time and again God sends his prophets to remind us that our destiny is different from that of the other nations that our very existence is directly linked to our adherence to God's commandments. And yet we fail to heed his messages. And that is what I fear. When will we wake up? When will we don our priestly garments and fulfill our God-given destiny and be a light unto all mankind? Pretty powerful. <laughs> I actually quoted this in, my, in the introduction to my book, which hopefully will come out in the next couple of months, Princess Without a Crown. But um, what is Reverend Sangre saying? She's saying she's not scared of the anti-Semites. She's scared that the Jewish people aren't fulfilling their mission. But what does this have to do with anti-Semitism? So, so what is our mission? Our mission is to be a light unto mankind through keeping God's commandments, the Mitzvot, and we really the Jewish people are meant to represent morality in the world, and we are God's messengers to humanity. So Hashem has charged us to be a light unto all mankind, but of course we have free will. That's what makes things interesting. <laughs> so what if we don't want to accept this mission? And, you know, what if we just want to assimilate into the into the culture that we live in? And I'm not even just speaking about secular Jews here. Although, of course, I'm speaking about secular Jews, but also even religious Jews who aren't really even so connected to to the Torah. They have a superficial connection to the mitzvot. They're not so connected spiritually. They're just kind of going through the motions. Um, and I think that that's something we all feel sometimes. I mean, I know I do. It's hard not to, especially in America, when where the focus on materialism is so intense. So so here we go. God sends anti-Semitism to remind us of who we are, to remind us that we are the Jewish people, and to prevent us from disappearing into the history books and and falling off the face of the earth. And my teacher, Sarah Yohebid-Rigler, wrote an article for H.com that I'm going to link to below that she really sums this up very well with a good example. She says, antisemitism is the divine equivalent of the parent of a diabetic child locking the cookie jar. And it's, you know, Hashem gave us this, this beautiful world to enjoy, but sometimes we get too caught up in the world and we lose, we lose our focus on our mission. So it's as if Hashem Hashem is telling us, you know, you've had too much of the world and I'm going to ban you from the world for a while. I'm going to send a little anti-Semitism to kind of put you back into your place. And we see this happening in Jewish history over and over again. We come into a country, we do well, and then we're expelled. This happened in Spain prior to the Inquisition. It happened in Germany prior to World War II and the Holocaust. And I hope it's not going to happen in America, although to me it doesn't really seem that there's going to be a future for the Jewish people here in the long run and that's hard for me to say but I, I believe that that's true more and more and we already see the tide turning against Jews here for a while now and the environment's just becoming more and more hostile and this is with by the way most of the Jews living in America assimilated you know so the, only a minority of the Jews living here are, are like Orthodox Jews so this is a key point that Sarah Rigler states very beautifully she says assimilation is not the antidote to anti-semitism Rather, anti-Semitism is the divine antidote to assimilation. You know, we get so caught up in the externals of the politics, who posted what, who didn't apologize, this, that. That is always changing. The external politics, the attacks, thats the, the form of anti-Semitism changes over time. But the the essential essence of it, the spiritual reason behind it is the same. Hashem is sending it to us to wake us up and to remind us of our identity, of who we are, to remind us of our mission. And Sarah Regler points out that this is not to say that all the persecution Jews have suffered over our 2,000-year-long exile is the result of assimilation. You know, suffering can be caused by many different types of spiritual lapses, you know, beyond our ability to understand. But... We do know, for instance, she points out that the the second temple, which was destroyed by the Romans, and which sent us into this 2,000-year-long exile that we're currently in, and which we're mourning right now during these three weeks, that cause of that was actually unwarranted hatred among Jews themselves. And the antidote to this is unity, which I hope to speak about in another podcast. but. Relating it to anti-Semitism, what the positive part of anti-Semitism is that it really forces us to unify as a people because it's not—it doesn't distinguish between secular or religious Jews. We're all Jews. We're all in this together with one purpose. And you know, Hitler didn't discriminate between secular and religious. Everyone was was shoved into a cattle car and, and sent off to their death. So um, Sarah Wrigler says she says a good point. She says Jews must not be intimidated by the venom and the hatred of our enemies. She says, being popular is not a Jewish value, being true to God's covenant is, which is very beautiful. Um, In other words, she's saying we should never be embarrassed or afraid to embrace our Jewish identity. And it's actually key to our survival. Because when we embrace our identity, Hashem won't need to send anti-Semitism into the world in various forms. And I found that, that this saying is very true, that non-Jews are are embarrassed by Jews who are embarrassed by their religion, and non-Jews respect Jews who respect their religion. And I've really found this true in my own experience. When I was in law school, both summers I worked at at various places. One summer I worked at the Environmental Protection Agency, and then the following summer I worked in a, a law firm. And what's very common during these summers is for the summer associates to go out to lunch with with you know members of the firm get to know them talk and of course me me keeping kosher I would bring along my lunch wherever we went and sometimes it was was very uncomfortable being at these like gourmet restaurants or like a nicer restaurant and taking out my like peanut butter and jelly sandwich or you know my homemade salad whatever it was just a little bit different a little bit separate and uncomfortable And especially when I was first starting to keep kosher, I I was a little bit shy about it and a little bit insecure. And and I noticed that in those times, my coworkers picked up on this feeling and you could tell they also felt a little bit uncomfortable. But then as I became more confident and I and I was like, oh, yeah, I keep kosher. This is what I do. You know, no big deal. And I was just like completely chill about it. People are like, oh, yeah, you know, my cousin, she keeps kosher. And it was just like so not a thing. And everyone was fine and everyone was comfortable. So um, that's just that's just a point that I want to make that I think is is related to this idea of anti-Semitism and embracing who we are in the world that we need to embrace our identity and we shouldn't be afraid of of. Um, you know, the haters, <laughs> we just got to do our thing. And and if we do, they'll hopefully respect it. So we're in the lazy days of summer now. And I always find it interesting that the three weeks of mourning take place during these days of summer, because it's so tempting to just want to, you know, relax and have fun and enjoy. And we can do that. You know, Hashem wants us to enjoy this world. He created the world to give us good. But we can't get so caught up in the world that we forget who we are. We need to use this time to think about, you know, who are who are we as as a nation as individuals why are we here realize that we have this gift called the Torah and this special relationship with Hashem and we need to answer this call you know I feel like Hashem is really trying to wake us up now through coronavirus and everything going on now really just such a wake-up call that kind of the previous way we were living of just going through the motions so quickly distracted by our phones it's just not working anymore we need to stop we need to pause we need to reconnect and answer the answer the call to to rise up to to say Hanini you know that's reverre's organization that was what Abraham said to to God when he called out to him he said here I am you know to step up to our mission in in, in this world otherwise unfortunately we'll keep having these three weeks of mourning this exile and this anti-semitism and the Torah teaches that tishbub will actually be a festival when when Mashiach comes, it's going to be a festival. And now it's our biggest day of mourning. So let's answer the call and let it let it be a festival this year instead of a day of mourning. So to sum up, the deeper spiritual root of anti-Semitism is to remind us of who we are, the Jewish people who have a special covenant with God. Thank you so much for listening. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. And I look forward to learning with you again next week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share and write a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Take care.